I see something that, you know, men seem to be really trying to get past is mandatory DNA testing on childbirth and things of that nature. Do you think that should be something that should be taken into consideration? Mandatory DNA testing? Yeah. Do you think, are you saying that you think it should happen or? Hell yeah. Yeah, I, I believe for sure. Like, you know what I mean? But I'm asking you as a, you know, somebody. Who that protects the man and the woman. We ain't got to play no games. I ain't got to be. Because I'll give, you, I'll give you an example. Um, you know, Jew always tells me these stories about, you know, men having to pay child support for a child that's not biolog biologically theirs. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, can you even explain that process as well? Because <laughs> we hear these stories and we're like, yo, that's kind if of you missed the If you miss your court date, and and you had a court date to you had a uh, you had to arrive to court and you missed the court date. You are now responsible for that child. So there, well, so it's not that cut and dry because mm -hmm. you know you still got to put in an order and, and you could still you know speak to judge try and get a new hearing date. You explain if you had you know uh, you know you try to get a new hearing date on a ticket. It's still a problem. So it still, it still you, is. However, you know. Comparing, you know, that to a child support order is like that's completely like that's heavy, right? Like, mm -hmm. I'm not saying child traffic ticket isn't, but child support order that is like that's binding for a very long time, right? Mm -hmm. Unless there's a termination. So, uh, missing the hearing, missing a single hearing is not going to it will it will reflect poorly on you, right? That doesn't mm -hmm. mean that they can't still go and move forward in your absence, but you know, it. I don't see that often. A lot of times if, you know, a party misses a court date and it was involuntary, a lot of times the court, especially if they're like pro se, um, even if they're not, you know, the court is, I don't want to say they're lenient, but the court system is not out to, quote unquote, get you mm -hmm. as it relates to child support. Uh, for mandatory DNA testing, uh, I believe in it. I think you should do it. Mm -hmm. I think it saves a lot of time. Mm -hmm. A lot of time, a lot of emotions. Uh, you know, I can't put into words how how crazy it is to have a conversation with someone mm -hmm. who has found out that a child is not theirs. Mm. And you know, I'll tell you guys, sometimes you will the, the party will find out in the craziest ways. But in that in a situation where a woman knew and you could prove that she knew that the child wasn't his, do you think she should serve some type of some type of ramifications? I don't know what it could be, but. Welcome back to another episode of Daily Wrap-Up Crew. No book of, I go by the name of Eli. As always, we got Ace with us. Yes, indeed. Like and subscribe. That's what we need. And this is where I take charge. I got a good lawyer in the building, but I'm still behind the bars, you heard? Mm, okay. Oh, damn. Okay, <laughs> that, was, that was decent. That was, that was decent, man. That's Last decent. but not least, we got Jew. All right, man. I got to do something simple, man. He put me off guard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got to do some cat in the hat riddles or some shit. <laughs> what it do, what it do. Happy spouse, happy house. And we got a lawyer here, so keep that the word divorce out your mouth. You know what I'm saying? So I'm simple right here. I, okay. I, 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 like, I like where we're going with this, man. That's decent. I ain't going to hold you. Anyway, like they already said, man, we got special guests in the building. Mm -hmm. I was looking forward to this episode for like weeks now. Like, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? We got, we got a, some questions. Yeah, we got, we got some questions. We <laughs> some answers, man. We got an uh, attorney, Mark Bob, in the building. Can you let mm -hmm. the folks know who you are, your credentials, 
and um, your firm and all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, first, thank you all for having me. Uh, Appreciate it. Yeah, my name is Mark Bob uh, from the Bob Law Firm. We handle family, so child support, divorce. We also do uh, business and immigration. I'm licensed in Canada as well as the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm originally from Toronto, so oh, Guyanese parents. Mm-hmm. So been down here. I'm outside of being an attorney. I'm an adjunct professor uh, of law. I'm also a mediator, and I serve on some city boards. I've been married six years, so it's going to be a very interesting conversation. Been married mm-hmm. six years mm-hmm. uh, to a beautiful Haitian queen, mm-hmm. also okay. a lawyer. Oh, a Haitian queen, okay. Hey, you know what I can <laughs> say? So, also uh, an attorney, published author, and um, and I'm also a member of the oldest and coldest fraternity, Alpha Phi Alpha. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. So I'm looking forward to a great conversation with y'all. Right. Appreciate right. that. Listen, coming. before we get into these conversations, make sure you hit that like button, subscribe if y'all not already subscribed. Mm-hmm. Hit the notification bell, man, because y'all need Tell to stay em. up to date with all the content that we drop, the exclusive behind the scenes. Y'all got to join the membership for that, man. I'm telling you, we got some, we got some good quality content there, and y'all get the episodes early. Like you know what I mean? We like eight episodes. Say it again. Uh, you know what I mean? Like so, we definitely gotta. You know what I mean? Yeah. You gotta add a little bit of background. <laughs> What happened? You ain't this nigga out of it. Oh no, nah, that was we. I needed that. Like, oh, you know, uh, that's the support right yeah, there, man. So, I don't care, bro. Well, we but. need y'all to support us, man. Every Tuesday we drop the podcast audio. We need y'all to listen to the audio. I know y'all be wanting to listen to the visuals, and that's cool. You know what I mean? But I still need y'all to go and support the audio as well, mm-hmm. man. So, um, getting to this first topic, um, is marriage still a viable um institution in the modern era? And I know. We always hear the statistics, you know, 50% of divorces always end up, marriages end up in divorce. Um, 70% of women usually initiate divorce. Um, It goes even higher when it comes to education and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. do you think, you know, obviously with your profession, um, that marriage is still a viable institution in in today's modern society? Um, So the uh, short answer is it depends, right? Um, You really got to look at what works for you. And you got to look at that you're getting married for the right reasons. So is it still a viable institution? Absolutely. But it all depends on why are you getting married? Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times people get married because they've been with this girl, you've been with this guy for X amount of years, and you mm-hmm. feel like it's the next step. Mm-hmm. But as a couple, y'all not really there. Mm-hmm. So, But you're doing it just to either appease whether, you know, society that you've been together this long without a ring or... You know, and so you got to look at that, right? And now you're looking at a lot of open marriages. So, you know, they're they're opening it. Now, are we going to say that it's useful? I don't know. It works for them, right? You have, you know, Tiana Taylor, Iman. Mm-hmm. They, they've been very open about bringing other people in and, and not necessarily a, a, another partner, but threesomes and other than in the bedroom. So as an institution, I'm going to say I believe in it. Um, obviously I've been married six years, right? Uh, but overall, I think, you know, you still have a, a demographic that still believes in it and still believes what it represents overall. Mm-hmm. So I, I would say, yes, it is still a viable institution, but results may vary and right. you got to do what works for you and you got to know your situation. Right, right, right. Like some people see the red flags and they think that, oh, okay, <laughs> if I get married, this is going to change. Mm-hmm. You know, she talks too crazy, talks too crazy. Okay, a marriage is going to change. It's not. You know so, I mean? so you talk about the the wrong reasons, like, um, because the society is what you're supposed to do after you've been together for years. What would be the right reasons, in your opinion? Um, 
great question. The, both parties being on the same page, mm -hmm. that they both want to take the step. They both feel like it's time and that they're not being forced to. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's a matter, it's a, it's a conversation. You know, when you're getting married, that's a decision that you're making, you know, and, you, and you're making that in front of all your loved ones and all that. And so the same effort that you make to plan the wedding, mm -hmm. you got to make that effort to plan the marriage mm -hmm. because the wedding is one day. Marriage is supposed to be for life. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when all the hashtags and all the pictures and all that fade, mm. you're in that house with the person you chose and exchanged vows with, right? True, so uh, the right reasons would be same morals, same ideals, same goals. You know, you guys have to discuss these things before you get into that. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, if it doesn't work out, that's where I come in and, and, and we make sure, <laughs> make right. sure everything gets I keep my shit. Out. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, the only reason I, I did think about that um, question is because, um, you know, when you think about marriage in the traditional sense, or at least back in the biblical days, right? When life, um, when the average age was probably like 30, like they wasn't really living that long out there. So 30, 40 was a good life. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So of course, you know, for marriage in that time, you know, the woman kind of did need the man for that provision. Obviously, childbirth, women died a lot during childbirth, and then you needed that um, pro provider, that protector to, you know, to help with your family, protect them and things of that nature. Nowadays, when you look at modern society, you have a lot of women saying, well, you know, I don't need a man because I have, I could earn my own money or I could support myself or like what value does a man bring to me that I can't already provide myself? So that's why, you know, Obviously, when you look at the divorce rates or whatever mm -hmm. the case is, I don't think anybody would go into a business, and people always say marriage is a business. I don't think people would go into a business, well, it's got a 60-80% rate that is going to fail. Most people are like, mm, you know what? Let me not really indulge in that. So that's why I did want to bring that up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, um, the next topic I did want to get into is, um, you know, <laughs> I've seen a quote that said that if you had to build a, um infidelity machine, right, um, social media would be the best thing that you could get to it, right? Right. So do you think that social media is influencing a lot of divorce rates um, in today's society? 100%. Right. 100%. And a lot of that has to do with accessibility. So before, back in the day, you know, if you had... Well, back in the day, there was no social media, right? right. Mm -hmm. So at most, you had, you know, for the throwback, you had MSN Messenger, you had AIM. You know, you're not doing anything crazy on that. You can't. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And now you have this society with instant gratification where you see a photo, there's, you know, there's a thirst trap or something and someone's sliding in a DM, you know. And we're also in this era where, I guess we could say a receipts era, right? Mm -hmm. Where everything's a screenshot. So you slide into a DM, she's going to screenshot that. She's adding it to a story. He's adding it to a story, you know. Um, I think that the availability of people and being able to just be that close. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like, you know, it, it's very simple to just pull up someone's IG and send them a message. Right. That, that's very simple. That takes no effort. And, you know, and it's a, it's a very slippery slope. And you see too often people get caught up. And infidelity is at a very, very high rate. You know, and, and, you know, people are developing apps and things like that. But, you know, and we see those, mm. um, unfortunately. You know, we see the screenshots. That can be used as evidence? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I tell people all the time, don't post anything on social media that you don't want read in a courtroom. 
You don't want seen in a courtroom. I'm hacked. I'm hacked, Judge. <laughs> you know, like when when people are talking about their spouse online and they're talking crazy, thinking mm-hmm. that okay, it's cool. Yeah, I mean, it's cool until that's an exhibit. It, you know, and and you got to be very very careful, and and even you know to the infidelity, right? Be careful if you're spending money on your side piece. One, you shouldn't have a side piece, right? But, right. you know, teach your own. You yeah. got to live your life, right? Mm. But if you do, don't spend money on them using your bank cards. Why? Because in a divorce process, you have to exchange financials. So you have to exchange all those statements. Mm-hmm. So they're going to see all your credit card statements, all your bank statements. Mm. I had a case where wife, we represented wife. Mm. She found out her husband was cheating. She thought it was just... He thought we were no longer compatible. We were parting ways. No, nah, no. Nah. We looked at those statements, and it was the same formula. It was liquor store, Airbnb, and then a restaurant. I got like, tired. Like, <laughs> like, like clockwork. That's crazy. And we read it. We saw it. Yeah. And I saw it. I said, damn. All right. And I just, you know, you send them to, to the client so they could look at them as well. I got the call, and it was like, Mark, did you see the statements? I said, I did. Did you see the statements? I said, I did. I'm sorry. Mm. Because, you know, at the end of the day, infidelity is unfortunate, right? Definitely. You know, it, it, it hurts. So, mm. you know, they, there's someone there that's affected, right? And especially when you're seeing, like, because her response was, he never took me to those restaurants. Mm. You know. Mm. You know that you know that you know is what it is right but mm-hmm. it still sucks like you, you're literally looking at the infidelity in your face like you're seeing the airbnbs you're seeing the restaurants you're seeing the alcohol like it's tough but uh that added more fuel to the fire oh a thousand percent because before when they were like gonna settle yeah they see uh, that and they're like oh yeah, no no no, uh, i want yeah, everything yeah, like yeah, mm-hmm. give yeah. me everything um i need restaurant money now. i need that right okay <laughs> back you're not gonna do like i need you know what i mean we need some noble money right so so the the short answer is yes uh, social media has absolutely uh increased with, yeah you definitely yeah. dropped the gym they in the comments like don't use my credit card or, <laughs> i gotta use cryptocurrency yo so um you know get into this next topic um can you like go through the process of you know um initiation when it comes to divorce and the whole process of how somebody would initiate it and then the whole finalization of the divorce um can you go through that process real quick yeah um so it's gonna it's gonna vary by the jurisdiction. So you know, depending on your state, the process may be a little different. But overall, it's still the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're starting with your petition for dissolution of marriage, also known as a complaint, and that's where you're saying this marriage is done. Now, depending on the state, they have fault divorces and no fault divorces. So, like we're here in New York there are a number of grounds that you can use when you're getting a divorce. You could say cruel punishment. You could say abandonment. But the most common one you'll see is irreconcilable differences or uh, irreversible breakdown of the marriage. Mm -hmm. So that gets filed. You serve the other party. Um, Now, where you serve them, you know, that depends. You know, some clients have been served at work. Some clients have been served while they're out at a place that they frequent. Others, it's, you know, very calm and they kind of know what's coming, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
after they're served, now you're going into the actual process of the case. And, and so there may be uh, different things that come up. So let's say there are kids involved. You may need temporary child support because now you're living apart and you need some temporary money. Or you may need temporary spousal support while this is going on. Let's say you didn't work. Or let's say the other party took care of the entire house. Now you need some type of money to live right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're going to try and get some temporary orders. You're going to exchange what's known as discovery, and that's the bank statements I mentioned before, all that good stuff. And then you're going to have a number of hearings. You may go to mediation, try and reach resolution. You may mm-hmm. settle. You may settle at any time. Um, you also may be deposed, and, and that's where you know, you're under oath, and they're asking you questions as if you are in the courtroom. Um, and then if you go to trial, that's where, you know, you're going to f- figure out everything. Most times you hope for a settlement, mm-hmm. you know, because one, it just costs, right? Like mm-hmm. divorce is not a cheap process. It, mm-hmm. it is very expensive. It is very invasive. You know, it, it, there's, there's, a, there's a part of privacy that's kind of removed, right? Whereas when someone's looking at your bank statements and seeing what you're spending your money on, there's like a level of like, you know, your privacy is a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, uh, tampered with in a way. And so uh, you go through that process, you have the trial, the judge will make their decision, and then that's it. You're officially divorced, you're done. Now, you may have a situation where you get divorced, so they enter a partial judgment, right? They say, okay, you guys still have stuff to deal with with the kids, child support, and distributing these assets, but we'll get you guys divorced. So you may have that. You may have a temporary order, and okay, they get divorced, and they can go, you know, they're legally single. They can go and move on, you know, if they have someone else or whatever it is their next step. Right. Um, but eventually it will wrap up with the trial, and everything will be sorted out if it gets to that. And your time sharing, your custody will be sorted out, who gets what, and then you guys can officially, you know, part ways as far as the case goes. What would you say is the longest you ever uh, witnessed where a, a divorce going through a pro- the whole process? Three years. Three years? Three years. Um, three years. In, in that time, like, can you, like, is stuff reserved for certain people? Like, the wife get this, control of this? And, yeah, uh, so sometimes you kind of have to mm-hmm. because it's ongoing, so you have to get some temporary orders in place like custody child support um money you know sometimes it's okay while this case is going you're paying wife you know or wife paying husband 1500 a month mm-hmm. and you're paying that spousal support while the case is going on gotcha. so sometimes they'll do that and you'll need to because mm-hmm. the case is going on you know months you know I'm, I'm of the mindset like you know if you don't need to drag it out don't mm-hmm. If we could wrap this up, like, let's get this wrapped up. Like, what are we doing here? But the problem is at the root of family law, divorce, child support, custody, there's a lot of anger Mm -hmm. and pettiness and bitterness Mm -hmm. and frustration. And so something that could wrap up shortly doesn't because one party's mad or they're both mad, you know? And so they've said, we've had cases where they're like, I would rather pay you than give her another dime. Mm. And I'm like, uh, you know, I get that. Like, I get that you're mad. But, like, you know, at the end of the day, like, you shared something with this person. Right. You know, like, I get it. You're frustrated. But you shared something with this person. And at the end of the day, you guys, let's say you have kids. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. you guys are still parents. Mm. 
you guys are connected for life. The child is going to have graduations. The child may get married. The child's going to have other life events where they need both parents to be present. The sooner you guys get on the same page and get on the same accord, is the better for you guys personally in the healing process yeah. and your child and your children. Kids feel the vibes. Like, kids feel energy mm -hmm. when they know something's up with their parents. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I think, um, you know, just doing research in general about just marriages and divorce, you just run across, like, some crazy facts. Like, you know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. there was a statistic that I seen that said people who have friends who have gotten a divorce are 75 um, times more likely to get a divorce themselves. Like, you know what I mean? So when That's you start crazy. to deep go into the numbers, it's just, you can yeah. always find these statistics that's just like, so like, dang, that's crazy. Like, you know what I mean? And, and it, you know, and you're, I guess, why do you, why do you think that percentage increases so much when people know somebody who has a divorce or is it just because they're bad mouth in marriage or in, in that sense or? Um, so I firmly believe in iron sharpens iron, right? Mm. And, you know, show me your people and I'll tell you who you are. Mm. And the people you keep around you are so important to where you're going to progress, right? Yeah. So if you hang around four millionaires, you're going to be the fifth, yeah. right? It's only a matter of time, you know? And there's something to be said about being around divorcees and potentially it happening to you, right? When you go through a divorce, you need, or while you're married, rather, you need a support system around you. That doesn't mean that everyone around you has to be married, but you need people around you that are speaking life and that support you. Your mm -hmm. team is so important. We can't do this by ourselves. Right. So when you're going through things in your relationship, you know, it, but and this goes from like, even like dating, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. From because you don't just get to marriage overnight. Like the people you keep around you while you're dating is important because they're going to support you and they're going to show you respect. They're going to show your partner respect. True. You know, when they invite you. They're going to invite your partner. It's no longer just you. It's you and them, and they're going to try to be inclusive. And so it's important to have that around you all the way through. Right. And, you know, just because someone is single doesn't mean they don't have valuable advice. True. Yeah. Doesn't mean that they're not knowledgeable. They just might not be married, but they can still tell you about emotion. Mm -hmm. They can still, if they're your friend, they know you. Mm -hmm. And they can still tell you, look, man, I know who you were before this, before you got with her. Stick it out. It's a good one. Mm -hmm. You're frustrated, you know, and it's important to speak life, right? Mm -hmm. And and so, yeah, if you're around people that no longer see the value in marriage, it doesn't mean that it's going to happen, but when you look at the statistics where it's that high, it's more likely than not that it will. Right. And so everyone that you choose around you is extremely important. Right. You know, like yeah. I, I believe, like, either you're going to be an asset or a liability. Yeah. Yeah, that advice becomes like negative. Like you know, when you come talk to your your friend about what's going on in your marriage, if they have a negative outlook on marriage, is it turns from oh you should work it out to oh yeah I've been through that just just let it go yeah. you know what I mean mm -hmm. so yeah, right that might be why it's yeah. effective. Man. That that that's a good point. Um, you know, so my next question is how can someone like best prepare um for divorce like just legally and emotionally like what kind of um, preparation would you suggest? All right, so legally, um, if you're at that point where you're going to get divorced, mm -hmm. speak to a lawyer. Speak to a lawyer because we're going to tell you things that you think you could do and we're going to let you know, yeah, you can't. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get divorced. I'm going to go sell this yacht. Yeah, no, that, that you can't do that. That's not how this works. So, like, you talk to a lawyer, they're going to 
let you know there's certain things you can't do. Oh, I'm gonna move this money around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't don't do all of that. Right. That's crazy. You know what I mean? Like that's crazy. You know, or oh, I'm gonna just you know rip up his uh, collectible jerseys. Don't do that. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Like you know. So legally, I'd say talk with a lawyer. Um, get your affairs in order. You know, you you know, marriage is expensive. You know, and and you gotta know, you gotta know it's gonna affect you financially. I don't care which way you cut it; it's going to affect you financially and emotionally. Now, emotionally, uh, how to prepare? You gotta lean on your support group, man. You gotta lean on your support system. Uh, whoever your circle is, you gotta lean on them. If you gotta get a therapist or a counselor, your pastor, mm. whatever it is for mm. you that is going to build you up. And I say that because whether you've been married one year, 10 years, 100 years, when you are ending a union, you are closing off a part of your life and you are terminating something that you had built. You know what I mean? And so you need the right people around you to build that up uh, legally. And, and, and so now legally, right, uh, going back to that, if you are going to get divorced you got, and you have kids or something, you got to start thinking about arrangements because someone's got to move. Mm-hmm. So now you got to start thinking, well, where are you going to live? You don't want to live somewhere far because if you're going to have 50-50, the children are going to go to school somewhere. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to get into a war now where you're living in the Bronx, you know, she's out in Queens or, you know, out in Albany. Let's say she moved to Albany or something, like where the kid's going to go to school because now you're making a decision where the kid's got to stay with a parent. Right. Right. I, I find it common that, you know, that's like the one of the biggest arguments and the leverage where who has the child usually kind of wins the battle so they go for the custody. How do How is that determined uh, usually between the divorce situation? So when it comes to custody, it, it, it is a standard known as the best interest of the child. That's the standard that the court uses. But that would usually be considered the mother. Well, no, because so there's a presumption with the law that it is in the best interest of the child to have both parents active in the child's life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in act, by active, they mean 50-50. That is what they want. They will deviate from that. Let's say a schedule doesn't work out for a parent, or let's say there are issues, like mm-hmm. major issues, you're talking like violence, drugs, those sort of things. Like Then they may deviate. And the court can, right? They have theirs. But ideally, you want to go 50-50 and find a school, like a school that's in the middle. Mm-hmm. And that's why they tell you, like, don't go and move somewhere super far. Mm-hmm. Because then, because even beyond the school, when you guys have to do exchanges, now how's that going to work? Now you got to, you know, take a major trek to go drop your child off or pick your child up. Like, now you're just making it, now you're making it tough. And then what's going to end up happening is you're going to end up in court again. Mm. Because now you're going to file so that the child goes to a school in your area. Right. Mm-hmm. And then now that's a whole other thing. Yeah. So um, I definitely want to get to the family side as well. Um, that was that was a good question. Um, this is the one that everybody usually is curious about when it comes to divorce. They want to know, you know, what are, in your experiences, you know, what are the reasons your clients, you know, um, initiate divorce proceedings? Um... Oh, you. What are the, like the usually the top three reasons? That's what. That's what cheating. Okay. Mm-hmm. I figured that was on. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> cheating, <laughs> cheating, and cheating. <laughs> the three different women, right? Like all three, right? Um, who, who who cheating the most? Oof. So I will say this. Uh. 
both sides are cheating. Okay. Both sides are active. Bro. Right. But in my experience, mm -hmm. women have done a better job at masking it. Mm -hmm. well, ain't, ain't nothing new. That, you know, <laughs> we know that. Women have been, you know, women are notorious for being calculated. You know, yeah. guys, we, 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 they know I. I we don't calculate it because Jew got a theory, and I, I, you know, I gotta agree. Jew, can you reiterate your theory again? I say that. Um, what you talking about? Referring to the, the cheating, the cheating. Like yeah, you always okay. say that women are not yeah. better cheaters. They men don't. You know exactly because. I, well, I believe women are not better cheaters. Men are just better side pieces. To elaborate it in, in a in simpler form. So you gonna elaborate? Like oh, okay, so, yeah, like, okay, okay, okay. So, all right. So, I, how I say it is, um, where a man would sit there and not tell on a woman if he's getting pussy on the side, right? He's not gonna say anything, but where a woman would leverage it, whether she wants to expose you or not, depending on if she's in a relationship or you're in a relationship or not. No, I'm gonna tell you right now. Don't do not get mixed up. Guys get caught up. Mm. And they get caught up, and they blow up the whole thing. <laughs> but the, the side, I, okay, side look, piece the, the whole side thing? piece, that's it. It's a wrap. But look, you—that's the woman that's exposing him, right? No, oh, he's talking about he's the man. The guy, he's yeah. saying the man it, it happens. It well, happens. He, he, You—it's you, just not talked about okay. as often. It's common to hear. All right, the woman blew up the spot. Right. She yeah. she hit up the main, the the wife, you know, all of that. Yeah. Men do it too. I'm not. I'm not saying that but men it, don't at a high rate. You saying it? I want to say it's 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 close. It's close. Man. It's close. Really? It, okay. It's I'm gonna call close. your husband. Not even that. It's they're gonna leave. They're gonna make it so that the husband finds out. So it's not necessarily a phone call. Mm. I get what you're saying. It's not necessarily a direct phone call, mm -hmm. but it's commenting on a photo. It's sliding a DM. It's pulling up where you know she goes. Mm. I get what you're saying. So it's it's not the blatant like phone call, mm. um, sleeping with your wife sort of thing, but it, it's almost uh, the equivalent. I, I, I'm not saying that men are not oblivious to that, but I like I could see Jerome pull up ten times and not even think it's suspicious. You get what I'm saying? Like I, you know, I think we're so like chilled at times that we just wouldn't pay that no mind. Where a woman would be observant enough, like why she keeps smiling at you all of a sudden? You'd be like. Mm. I ain't even noticed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but it just—I mean, you may be right, but you know, I, mean, I still, and, I still and think. I, that. And I always say because you—you you do make a valid, but there are some men like that. And I do, but I always say that I think women are just better detectives. We say that all the time. Like yeah. I don't think men. There are men that do go through the phones and yeah, go out their yeah. way, but on average. A man ain't really got. Oh, I got my man's intuition. Let me just—I had a dream. Let me go and no, go through her phone, intuition. like you know what I mean. Don't have any intuition, like yeah. there is like, no intuition. We, like yeah, we yeah we. Uh, I don't know. if I would say men have intuition. Ours is a little different. Right. We might have, you know, like a gut feeling. Yeah. Maybe, like you know what I mean. I guess All this like, shit is common sense. That's yeah, it. You yeah, can tell true. somebody cheating, acting funny. It ain't because the nigga eating cereal today. Like it's not that. But a woman would notice it first, though, for sure. She would. She yeah. yeah. Uh, um, there was a case. Shakira. She found out mm -hmm. her man was having an affair. Her husband having an affair because of uh, the peanut butter, because he made a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and there was jelly in there. But he never made it. He never like 
for all the time they were together, he never did that. Mm. And that ch- that little change in his routine yeah. set off all the alarms. That's crazy. crazy. So like, somebody put him on the jelly. <laughs> <laughs> he, had, he had somebody. Girl like, like, that is crazy. You, know, you eating jelly now, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> put you on to this. So put you on. Yeah. So just to go back to the um the reason um people you know initiate divorce. You said obviously oh, so, infidelity. So um right. so yes, back to that. Um, right, we got way over. <laughs> uh, cheating. And just a uh, just a breakdown. Mm. Wow. They grow apart, mm. and they're just not connected anymore. Mm. Our, our finances in there. I would just do yeah. Okay. It is right, but it's not it's not prevalent the way that you know cheating and the lack of a connection would be. Got you. Um, because all the money in the world doesn't matter if you don't connect with your spouse anymore, mm. and y'all just are not in the same place. Um, but I would say finance is absolutely top three. Um, you know, you saw a lot of people during the pandemic, like they were together 24 7 now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of people lost their jobs too. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So the a money lot of, coming in, a thing, lot like, of yeah. factors, you know, right. it rains, yeah. it pours, everything right. was a shutdown. And now mm-hmm. you're sitting there, no job. And the way your st- spouse snores, Annoys you a little bit more than it used to, right? Now you a little. When I had like, that money. You love that. <laughs> you eating jelly now. You snoring like what's going on, right? You aggravated. So, but I would say uh, those are the top three. Absolutely, got you. So, um, you know, getting to his next topic is, you know, how do people protect themselves? You know, um, you know how important is the uh, prenup and then even a postnup, which I didn't even know was really a thing, like, you know what I mean? So can you explain both of those and, you know, how important that is um, prior or And after please let us know if it's, like, you really safe with that because I'm hearing so many horror stories of men having that, women having that, and they're still being used against them at the end of the day. Absolutely. Um, so the prenup is before you get married. Mm-hmm. Postnup is after you get married. Ideally, you want to do the, the postnup shortly thereafter. So if you get married, you can do a postnup. You try to do one, you know, a month, max, you know, a couple months. Uh, mm. You don't want to, you, you can't sign a post up, you know, a year out, right? Mm. Um, now, as far as it being enforceable, so yes, you see a lot of cases where the prenups are thrown out. There are a number of factors why a, a prenup could be thrown out. Um, Emotional if, distress. Maybe. Yeah, if you're, if you're coerced and you sign that under duress, you're pressured. Mm. And that's the argument, right? You say, well, I felt pressure to do it. He, he gave it to me, you know, the day before the wedding. All of our family was here. I felt like I had to do it. That's the Stephen Jackson situation, though. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, he, and he said he didn't uh, he go for it. Yep. So that was it. Um, and so you have that. And then you also have improper financial disclosure, right? So you don't know everything. And so you're signing a prenup, but you don't really know what is really going on. So you're not able to make an informed decision to sign this because you've left out so many assets. So and, you and, could be like, I didn't know he had all that money. <laughs> so that's why I signed it. Well, no, because it, well, it's a little deeper, but it's more so like you didn't disclose everything. Because when you go, when you have a prenup, <clears throat> you're going to disclose, there's there's an exchange of discovery. Right. So if you, let's say, you withhold things, you lie on that, like, I'm not really entering this hmm. fully informed. I don't know everything. You know, you, you've intentionally left these things out that would have changed how I would have wanted to construct this agreement. Because a prenup is a contract. Right. Mm-hmm. At its base, it's a contract. It's a written agreement between the two parties. And you have to have that meeting of the minds where you know everything that you're getting into. If you, 
if you know you're leaving those things out, I don't yeah. know what I'm getting into fully. You know what I mean? And so you have duress, you have that, um, and you have where it's where it's you don't know what you're signing. Uh, sometimes people will tell you, like we had a case where he was like the the uh, opposing party said he just gave her the paper, told her it was a prenup, and basically told her what it was. She didn't get a chance to view it, and she signed it. Mm. You know, obviously no lawyer would tell you to sign that, but right. she didn't speak to a lawyer, right? right? And so now that's a case where you're looking into it, and it's something that you would have to toss, right? I, I, was, I was told that um, when you're going and negotiating a prenup um, uh, agreement that both parties have to have uh, representation when you're going into the, this agreement. Is that true? It is recommended. Okay. Um, there are people that sign prenups that don't have a lawyer. Right. Um, there are people that sign that have prenups where one side has a lawyer and the other opts not to. Like, they don't care. Like, they're just like, whatever, I'll, I'll but sign can they can they then say anything at the point? Like, oh, I was, I was stressed out. He forced me. Yeah, well, I mean, she forced me. Like, how, nobody how enforceable like, yeah, yeah. are prenups in, in, in court? How, how do they hold yeah. it? If they're, if they're constructed, you know, to a T, the way that, you know, to a T, mm -hmm. you're good. But there are num a number of factors, like I mentioned. Like, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes people sign a prenup and there's immigration implications if this person doesn't sign it. Oh, they're not going to bring me over to the U.S. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, they're not going to file my papers. Like... So now they feel pressured, like, I got to sign this. Right. That's an issue. But if you do a prenup, everyone, you know, is lawyered up, you, you're you good, it should be all right. Mm -hmm. You know, again, you know, results vary. You know, everything is different. It, it could vary. But for the most part, you should be okay. Because you see, there, there are a lot of prenups that are upheld mm -hmm. where right. people do challenge them. And mm -hmm. it is upheld because they can show that none of those factors that would render a prenup need to be set aside were there. Right? So, so what would you say is the success like percentage of prenups in court? They're actually pretty high. Right. Uh, prenups pretty much hold up. I mean, it's got to be, you got to show a lot. That's what I'm saying. You, like, you got to take a video of them signing. You got to show. You got to make sure like, it's a sunny and, day. But, and, they, and, they, and they do have that, right? <laughs> yeah. in, in the signing process, a lot of times there will be, it will right. be recorded. Mm -hmm. okay. Um, okay. And they will ask you, are you entering this agreement? Voluntarily, you had uh, advice of counsel. Yes, you had mm -hmm. a chance to review oh, everything. Okay. Correct, yeah. and they go through those steps, mm -hmm. and now you're signing. So now, okay, you want to bring that up? Okay, well, I got this. I got a video. Uh, pretty, you know, right. okay. Who would you say lose more in a, a divorce? I think they both. I think both parties lose. Right. Um, no matter what way you cut it, you're ending a marriage. Right. So. I hear every, you. Every each side <laughs> is going to lose in some way, shape, or form. That's true. But who who who's really who's really sad? Because somebody <laughs> somebody leaving happy and somebody leaving sad. Who's leaving sad and who's I, leaving happy? I've seen. I listen. I've seen signings of agreements, marital settlement agreements, where both parties are sobbing. Okay. And it's not that they want to. It's just it's just they had to. You know, and you reach that end of the road where, you know, what are we doing? And yeah. so I would say both parties, absolutely. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, this is no, either way, you know, y'all were married. So there's no way to cut it where it's like, you know, he's losing, right? Because let's say, all right, let's say you have one party that's working and the other one's a stay-at-home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Y'all get divorced. Oh, um, and, you know, and the argument could be, well, he or she, whoever is staying home, is losing because now they don't have that option, right? Yeah, but what's not being told is that party was taking care of the kids. That party was maintaining the household. Mm -hmm. you can't put a price on that. Mm -hmm. so That's true. Agree. That party who was out working, making money, 
they're losing on that. They're losing on that stability in the household. Yeah. It's easy to go out and make money when you know your house is in order. Mm-hmm. When you know that the person taking care of your household or your kids is someone you trust. Yeah. And so that that's why I would say, you know, I agree. Both, both parties lose. Uh an, another statistic that but, I see. Wait, can I wait, oh, let sure, me just sure. now there there are I will say a party will win if there are issues like abuse or things like that. Mm. Then mm. it's very clear a party does win because you know if someone's being subjected to physical abuse, financial abuse, you know, verbal abuse, you know, domestic violence situations. Is that even more in a situ- scenario where if it's a man getting abused, would it hold the same weight as if a woman was? Yeah. Abuse is abuse. Okay. You know, there's there, there's no way to there's no way you sugarcoat it, right? You. But I would say like in a situation like that, yeah. The party who gets out, I would say you absolutely win. Yeah. You're not underneath that sort of situation where you know, you're being devalued and beat down both figuratively and literally, right? Mm-hmm. That's when I'll absolutely say that there's a party that definitively wins without a doubt, you know, gotcha. because you're getting a second chance at life. Yeah. So, um, again, when I'm looking at these random statistics about divorce, um, it says that 97% of alimony is paid um, from men to women, right? So I think that it is... You know, now we live in this era of women, you know, being much more um, high earning. And, um, you know, in in that case, right, are women reluctant to, you know, kind of have, if they are the breadwinner, do they feel some type of way about paying alimony to their husband? Uh, because think- we talk about prenups, you know, women used to be against prenups, but then now when they're the breadwinner, it's like, yo, now nah, your prenup is like, you know, this is the way to go. Like, you know what I mean? So Save your pockets, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, uh, Paying alimony is not easy, right? Mm. Um, that's not easy no matter what way you cut it. Uh, yeah. You have some parties that are okay with it, um, but for the most part, I mean, it, it's a, I don't want to call it a bill, but it's, yeah, it's a, a bill. Know, yeah. it's, it's a bill, it's a bill like, every month, right? Yeah. Um, so I'll say, uh, it, as far as, you know, the women and men, uh, you know, I think it's, they're both reluctant to want to pay that out. Mm. Yeah. You know, like, it's not something that anyone voluntarily wants to do. Right. So I'd, I'd probably just call it a push. But, you know, women are out here really making some money right now. Right. Mm. You know, they're really getting that. Are are, do, are men more reluctant to accept alimony because they feel like, you know what, hey, that's kind of like a, you know, is it an ego thing? Like, do you see that on your end? Or do they be like, nah, that's good. That's good on me. Like, you know? <laughs> um, I've seen both. Right. I've seen... I've seen some cats that are like, nah, less, she's got to give yeah, me a I feel check. Less than a man because she got to pay. I've, 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 I've seen, some, you know, I've seen some cats that are like, nah, she's got to give me a check. I, I need that. I need that. You know, I need I that need expeditious. No, I mean, nights I had to deal with this shit, <laughs> <laughs> that bread, <laughs> right? You know, and and so, but there is the, I'm gonna say, the prevailing traditional sense that right. as a male you take care, you know, as a man you take care of your household, and there is that stigma of accepting a check mm-hmm. right and accepting a check from your your wife or whatever but you know and then you have like same sex marriages and that sort of thing where you know that's also you know you're you're making payments and mm. but so you know alimony is uh it, it's a weird weird thing but it's like I don't want to say it's inevitable right mm-hmm. because people waive alimony all the time right mm. people get divorced and they say and these are like high earners like you have divorces where it's like Two lawyers, 
Mm. And they're both like, I don't need his money. Mm. And like, I don't want his money. And there's some people where it's not even that. And they're like, I will waive alimony because I don't want to have any more dealings with this person. When we divorce, I want to be done. Mm-hmm. And they might otherwise be entitled to alimony. Yeah. And they're like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. Is there a time limit on alimony? Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's a uh, calculation based on that's how long. That's a good question. I never even thought about that. <laughs> like, yeah, that that's a uh, calculation based on how long you've been married. So it's like an agreement. And a percentage. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so it's like a percentage based on how many years you've been married. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but that's so, so they can have a whole new partner. No. Okay. No. So once you are in a financially supportive relationship or you remarried, mm-hmm. alimony will that's it. Okay. So you're not but they be, have but they have to be married or no, or you're in a financially supportive view. Oh, I mean, I'm I'm getting the Because no, that quarter, would be sorry. absolutely crazy how if do you, how do you I'm, prove that though? if someone's cutting a check and then they get married and I'm still paying and I'm that's yeah, no, 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 no. that would be insane. But how do you prove that? The financial financially supportive relationship. How do you prove that? Well, so uh, a lot of times you'll ask for a modification. You know, you mm-hmm. could ask for a modification. Uh, unless it's like non-modifiable in your agreement, right? Mm-hmm. And if you file for the modification, then you gotta produce financials, and you gotta exchange those, and now you can see money that's coming in. You gotta answer to that, and, and it's a whole other process. W- would that be the same as, let's say, I'm getting alimony from my ex-wife, right? And but I'm using the money like for gambling or uh, or just spending on women. Is it any way you can? Refute that, like, oh, he just wasted my money. Like, I mean, that, that got nothing to do with. Oh no! So you, if I, if if that's what you choose to spend the the alimony on, that's on you. That's crazy. That, that's on you. <laughs> you thought it was like child support money. Like, oh, like, she's spending on the child. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she just brought a new Eve. Get like, my you know? bread back. Get my bread back. <laughs> Out in Greece. <laughs> Listen, um, I am actually curious. You don't have to answer this question, but have you gotten a prenup? Or post up in in your marriage? Yeah? Nah, when I got married, I ain't had nothing. It was just you know, I got married. I, you know, I was, <laughs> what all student loans? Uh, prenup? What my wife? You're trying to set my man's <laughs> out, man. Don't you? Is she Caribbean? She, what? Got, she got the rocks and the sticks <laughs> waiting listen, in the listen. back. <laughs> my when 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 I got married, you know, I had I had just gotten licensed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we you know where we were at. It just prenup. We weren't even. Think about none of that, you know. What I mean? Okay, but in your situation and and how successful you are with all the situation, does it ever make you think like, damn, this world is crazy? Not saying that you think anything negative towards your 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 family, your situation, right? But does it ever make you think like, should I, or or every person should think about this going forward? Like your kids, I, you would suggest it to them or anything like that. So, so the only difference for me is. Prior to getting married, so I've known my wife since '06. Mm-hmm. So we went to university together, mm-hmm. and we've been tight since '07. So when we got married, like this is someone who I've known like forever. Mm-hmm. So prenup and those sort of things not even going to cross my mind. Mm-hmm. Now for others, you know, based on your situation, would I suggest that? It's something you got to think about. Mm-hmm. You got to think about that. You know, if you are a successful man, woman, you know, whatever you identify as, um, and you're successful in your in your mm-hmm. right, and you're going to get married, that's a conversation you got to have. Mm-hmm. That's something you got to think about. Do you want to protect what you've built, what you have coming in? If you have, you know, you know, if you have money that you want to protect, like, it's something you got to think about. I wouldn't have. Like, for me, it was just, 
when I got married, it was like it was natural and it was right. Mm. You know, I had been through everything under the sun with my wife. Mm. You know what I mean? And so that didn't even, okay. for me, it was like, let's get married and build this together. Mm. You know, and, and build. You got, you said build. These women ain't trying to hear no build. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a be- I, but that is a beautiful thing. I, I, and so I said, you know, we're going to build this. And, you know, she went, she became a lawyer as we were married. And, and you know, it's been good. Oh, yeah, both lawyers. Yeah. yeah oh, shout out to y'all, man. Yeah. <laughs> but um, in a situation where you with somebody and then you become successful during the marriage, is there something that you can do? Yeah, can you can you explain the, the we talked about the prenup, but the, the post-nup. Po- the post-nup. Yeah. Can you explain that more in detail? Yeah. Um, so sometimes they didn't, you know, the parties didn't have an opportunity to enter a prenup before they got married. Mm-hmm. Um, but they still want to. Mm-hmm. And so they will just do the postnup okay. where they will do the same exchange of discovery and all of that. But it has to be within a timely yeah, manner. Say, like you're, like not, year, right? you're not bringing a, a, a postnup, you know, a year, two years out. Like that's-, that's You can't not, do that? That's just, it just, it defeats the purpose of it, right? Because mm-hmm. the basic premise of it is that you're doing this in a timely manner like you would have a prenup, mm-hmm. you know, because then if that's the case, then y'all should just enter an agreement. Just sign a contract and say, you know, this money I make from this is separate, which right, right. which likely will not hold up. But like, you know. Oh, it won't yeah. hold up? It's going to be tough. I mean, you could try. You could do. You could try. Why, but why, it's, it's going to be stop tough. it from holding up? You know, because you are, you're building it within the marriage. So one, it would be, what's the situation? Right. You know, like if you're telling me, like, what would be, what, what is the scenario you're thinking? All right, so let's say, hmm. all right, let's say I, I hit the lotto, right? Right. <laughs> like five years That's into right. my marriage. <laughs> just, just he said, don't even continue. He said, don't even, don't even waste time. I ain't even, right? Like, I, I, <laughs> just, just y'all go buy y'all house together. We're in Europe, man. That's some Beyonce tickets. And <laughs> call uh, it a yeah. day, you, I mean, you tried. You tried. Uh, yeah. All right, over, over, over. What if... I'm an inventor, okay. right? And I put something in the works pr- before we got married, and then hit till you know what I mean five years into marriage. He talking about our career right now, low key. But I can see. <laughs> I, I, he ain't I, I, he, let me work. Right? Let me work. I, I, I invented, I, I, he invented I, podcast. I'm five years into the marriage now. Right. It's hitting. I'm a millionaire now. You 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 wasn't with me shooting in the gym. Wasn't wasn't she though? She wasn't. It popped five years after y'all got married. Okay. So she but could I, say, I've been at this though. But she could say that she contributed. She could say that she helped. Is, she yeah. could say she supported. Uh, she ain't come up with no topics. We <laughs> 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 ain't get us no guests on the show. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Here it goes. Yeah. Oh, oh, man. All I got was that. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> the show, like, <laughs> Listen, you know, going down again, I'm just looking at the, the statistics, right? Yeah. So when I get to same sex, you know, marriages and divorces, um, you know, lesbian um marriages seem to have a even higher divorce rate than you know uh, heterosexual mm-hmm. marriages. Um, have you ever represented you know same sex um or lesbian couple uh, couples, and what do they cite their um you know the initiation of divorce as? Um, so at its core, right? So the stats that you see. A lot of it has to do with the accessibility and availability. More states have legalized 
same-sex marriages. So naturally, as you see those numbers increase of people getting married, you're naturally going to see those of getting those getting divorced, mm-hmm. right? And so it's not necessarily a troubling issue to say what is going on with same-sex marriages that the rates have been, you know, super high in the past two, three years or something like that. It's more so you're looking at, well, how many more states have legalized and how many more couples have gotten married? You know, that's what you look at. And as far as citing the reason for divorce, at the end of the day, you know, people are people and you're dealing with individuals, Mm -hmm. whether it's a same-sex union or heterosexual. And the same issues that you have in a heterosexual union, you have that in a same-sex. Infidelity does not discriminate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Financial issues do not discriminate. True. Uh, Breakdowns in communication does not discriminate because at its core, it's two people that have come together mm. in a union. Mm-hmm. So that that's how it relates uh, with the same-sex numbers as far as divorce. It's, you know, you got to just look at the kind of the full picture as to how many more are getting married and, and that sort of thing. But the reasons for divorce, that that's across the board. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's going to be the same. Got you. So, um, you know, I want to get more into the, the family court side of uh, situations because we have seen crazy stories out there on social media. Um, so I do want to get to this question. Do or does, you know what I mean, for the people <laughs> people in the back, divorce and family law cases, do they show gender favoritism normally? Because we, we do hear that on this side that, you know, the, the judges are just against men or whatever the case mm-hmm. is, or they, they tend to favor the women more in family court or whatever the case is. Do you, have you noticed that in your experience? So I would say, yeah, I've seen it. You know, I, you know, you see that, you know, some cases it's pro-mom. And you kind of know that going in. Mm-hmm. However, the caveat is this, right? Whether a judge is pro-dad or pro-mom, if that client doesn't help themselves, it really doesn't matter. Mm. You can have a judge that's pro-mom. If that mom is not a good mom, like, it just not, it's not going to make a difference. If she's doing things to harm the child, it's it's just not going to make a difference, right? But overall, do I see it? I I, I have, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a that's a tough part of the job, mm-hmm. right? Where I've seen like, damn, you know, dad is like really good, but it's just not. But and in the same breath, though, you you kind of ensure that you use everything that's available, right? So let's say you feel like there was an issue, then you're gonna appeal that. You file mm-hmm. an appeal. You go and get it done. You know, uh, if if that's what has to be done, then that's what we do. You know, you and you got to have. You got to have the patience, and you got to have a lawyer that's going to do what needs to be done. You know, at the end of the day, as a lawyer, your interests are my interests. Mm-hmm. However, the difference is I separate the emotion. I cannot make sound decisions if I'm emotional about it. I have to be level-headed as much as possible to ensure that I can get the best possible result for my client. Mm. And if we're in a situation where it may be pro-mom, okay, well, we're going to combat that. Mm. We're going to put together so much that it's overwhelming how active it is. And the reality is this, right? You can be pro-mom, pro-dad, but at the end of the day, the legal standard is the best interest of the child. Mm. The best interest of the child will always prevail. That's what it is. If if they have to deviate, they'll they'll let you know why. But that's the foundation, 50-50 with both parents involved. Mm -hmm. And the reality is, why wouldn't you want that? Mm -hmm. 
Like, why wouldn't you want that? And, and I tell that to, like, parents, right? Like, I get it. You and your baby mom, your baby daddy didn't work out. Mm-hmm. But why wouldn't you want your child to have an, a, a, a relationship with, with the parent? Mm-hmm. Still a parent. Well, most times, it's men, it's men who have to fight to have access to the child. Yeah. And I just don't understand why that's even a, a part of reality. Well, so this is the thing, right? I think access is a major thing and access to the court system. And so a lot of people don't know the options that are available to them. And and it's unfortunate because you have people that are like really taking advantage of the other parent mm-hmm. because that other parent doesn't know what's available to them. Right. You know, and things, and I'll tell you this, things always change when someone gets lawyered up. Dad gets lawyered up, yeah. things change. They're going to change. One way or another, they're going to change. Because mm. now, all those text messages where dad was trying to see his kid, those are exhibits now. Mm. Now we're putting those in our filings, like, that you have tried to alienate the child from its parent. Mm. Can't do that. And and it's crazy because, again, family law, a lot of it, unfortunately, is rooted in a lot of anger and frustration mm-hmm. and pettiness. Mm-hmm. Right. True. Just because your relationship with the child's father or mother didn't work out, mm-hmm. don't take that on the kid. Right. The kid didn't ask for to be in that situation. Right. right. You guys got to be adults and figure it out. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, you know, and it's unfortunate, what you'll see is, let's say mom and dad break up, right? Mm-hmm. They got a kid. Or, you know, mom and mom, dad and dad, you know, all, all inclusive. Yeah. Um, everything's cool till mom gets a new boyfriend. Dad gets a new girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Now there's a whole bunch of issues that come up. Now, like, there's issues with, oh, dad's always late. Time now, dad is 15 minutes late, but he's always been 15 minutes late. Right. Now it's an issue. Now we're going to court. Right. You know what I mean? And so the more people can put their emotions aside, is the better for the kid. You know, you, you, at some point, the child is going to know what parent was wilding out. Right. At some point, they'll know. Yeah. Is the child ever responsible for the the decision they pick? Like, oh, I'm going to ask the child where they want to go. Uh, the, if the child is of an age and maturity, well, that they understand the proceedings. You know, that doesn't mean that it's going to be the ultimate decision, but they'll absolutely ask, you know. Yeah, I, I don't think the child's, the child's don't interest, know. The child's interest, at least here in New York, there's a, a, an attorney assigned to the child. Hmm. So the child has their own attorney. Oh, so oh. when you are who paid for that? That's not a, that's not expensive. <laughs> right, like, <laughs> I got an attorney. They got an attorney. The child got an attorney. Like, right, who oh, paid for and, that? and that child like maintains that child's interest. So when you put together a time sharing plan or whatever, uh, you'll run through. You'll run that by the. If you ask my kids today, who would they? You know, God forbid. But if who they would they wouldn't want to go with me. You get what I'm saying? Because I'm I'm the because you're the strict one. I'm the strict one. So <laughs> mommy's saying yes, and I, that's what I'm saying. Like. Sometimes children wouldn't know what the right answer is. So I don't know if that lawyer is taking what they're saying or are they looking at both scenarios? Well, you have to be impartial. So you got to be impartial, but also listen to what's going on, right? However, you know, keep in mind, though, your kids are going to get to an age where even if you tell them to do something, they're not going to do it. Mm -hmm. Oh, you got to go with mom. No, I don't feel like it. What are you going to do? Yeah, I get what you're saying. What are you going to do? You can't, like, carry the child and put him in the car and drive, like... Children will reach that age. Mm-hmm. You know, teenagers, like, they just want to be left alone. Yeah, that's fact. You know what I mean? So I heard, how do, I, oh, go ahead, Kenny. Yeah, I heard you say that um, everything changes once the 
the father gets lawyered up, right? What if you can't afford a lawyer? Oh, a good lawyer. Right? Um, okay, so those are so those are all. I, I want to say, so you can get a, a one appointed to you if you can mm -hmm. afford one. Mm -hmm. um, that is an option here in in the state. Mm -hmm. What's that? Um, public attorney something? Yeah, um, you'll get it. And but now, make no mistake, like mm. just because you have a court appointed attorney yeah. doesn't mean that attorney doesn't get busy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like there's yeah. this false misconception that if you get a an attorney assigned to you, a, a court appointed attorney, or you get a public defender, like that the representation is less than yeah. they go hard. Mm -hmm. They may go harder than you know a high paying attorney that you're doing, a high priced attorney, like because when you are opting to do that. Yeah. That is a true choice. Like you're saying, like you have the passion for it, and that's what you're gonna do. You know what I mean? And mm. so, granted, are they overworked? Yeah, like their caseloads are crazy. But right. that's the same as us. Our caseloads yeah. are crazy. You know, family law is is a, is a volume practice in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm glad you you said that because there is that stigma. Like even when you watch on shows, you just you get the the public a, a lawyer attorney and they just slam the the book on the the table and they just uh, let's get this over with right? yeah. like you know what I mean so there's yeah, that stigma there yeah absolutely like listen I one of my good friends uh, Mary out in Miami she is a public defender mm. she can out litigate anybody mm. gets busy like no questions asked puts in the work and she has and she took that position simply because of black and brown representation, mm -hmm. right? And which is why one of the things that I love in being an attorney is because there's not enough of us. right? And especially when you're talking about family law, there are certain things that it's different when I'm dealing with, you know, black and brown clients. Right. It's just inevitable, right? Like, because we know, there's certain things you don't have to tell me, I know, I get it. Like, right. you know, and so, and, and that representation is key, mm -hmm. you know, because you want to have that, Synergy with your lawyer. Mm -hmm. Y'all want to be on the same page right. and, and, and work that. But to answer your question, yeah, they, they'll appoint one. Okay. So how, how does that work as far as um, somebody going to file for child support? You know what I mean? Like, so if, if I'm with a woman, I have a child with her. Um, I'm, maybe I'm doing everything in my ability to support my child. But, you know, like you said, I got a new girlfriend. She's jealous. Like, what kind of proof can I show the courts to say that, hey, I, I am supporting, I have been supporting my child um, what, like, you know, what measurement safeguards can men take? Oh, great question. Great question. Receipts. Mm. Um, if you're buying things for your child, keep receipts for that. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, a lot, everything now is, and, and if you're using cash or whatever, keep the receipt, make a copy of it, something, have it. Um, when you're picking up the child, text messages, those are very key, you know, um, that's important. You want to have documentation because it's what you can prove. Exactly. You can testify to it, of course, but it's different when you can testify mm -hmm. and you have a receipt. Definitely. Oh, I paid for the equipment. I have the receipt. I bought this. I took them here. I took them there. And mm -hmm. and those help. They go a long way, a very long way. Got you. Got you. Um, has there any? Has there been any updates in um, family law and just the divorce um, like legislation and stuff like that? To your knowledge, so. That that varies across the board based mm. on what state you're in, right? So like like Florida just like overhauled their alimony, how they're gonna do that and all that. New York, New York is a very a very liberal state. It's you know very kind of slow as far as movements. The, the the last major overhaul was a while ago, so it mm. hasn't really been anything 
crazy. The most adjustments you see are going to be like poverty guidelines, minimum wage, when you're calculating child support, that sort of thing. I see something that, you know, men seem to be really trying to get past is mandatory DNA testing on childbirth and things of that nature. Do you think that should be something that should be taken into consideration? Mandatory DNA testing? Yeah. Do you think, are you saying that you think it should happen or? Hell yeah. Yeah, I, I believe for sure. Like, you know what I mean? But I'm asking you as a, you know, somebody. Who that protects the man and the woman. We ain't got to play no games. I ain't got to be. Because I'll give, you, I'll give you an example. Um, you know, Jew always tells me these stories about, you know, men having to pay child support for a child that's not biolog biologically theirs. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, can you even explain that process as well? Because <laughs> we hear these stories and be like, yo, that's kind if of you missed the If you miss your court date, and and you had a court date to you had a uh, you had to arrive to court and you missed a court date. You are now responsible for that child. So there, well, so it's not that cut and dry because mm -hmm. you know you still got to put in an order and, and you could still you know speak to judge try and get a new hearing date. You explain if you had you know uh, you know you try to get a new hearing date on a ticket. It's still a problem. So it still, it still yeah. is. However, you know. Comparing, you know, that to a child support order is like that's completely like that's heavy, right? Like, mm -hmm. I'm not saying child traffic ticket isn't, but child support order that is like that's binding for a very long time, right? Mm -hmm. Unless there's a termination. So, uh, missing the hearing, missing a single hearing is not going to it will it will reflect poorly on you, right? That doesn't mm -hmm. mean that they can't still go and move forward in your absence, but you know, it. I don't see that often. A lot of times if, you know, a party misses a court date and it was involuntary, a lot of times the court, especially if they're like pro se, um, even if they're not, you know, the court is, I don't want to say they're lenient, but the court system is not out to, quote unquote, get you mm -hmm. as it relates to child support. Uh, for mandatory DNA testing, uh, I believe in it. I think you should do it. Mm -hmm. I think it saves a lot of time. Mm -hmm. A lot of time, a lot of emotions. Uh, you know, I can't put into words how how crazy it is to have a conversation with someone mm -hmm. who has found out that a child is not theirs. Mm. And, you know, I'll tell you guys, sometimes you will, the, the party will find out in the craziest ways. They'll get in an argument, mm -hmm. a bad argument. Mom says, that's why the kid's not yours. And you're mm. like, whoa. Like... Some men are doing prison time for kid child support that like, kids is not theirs. You're like, whoa, you know what I mean? And so the the thing about that that's tough is it's like, so this argument was what took you to tell me that? Like mm. you couldn't tell me that so before. You knew this the whole time. Yeah, and I think like, that's a and I think that's a very crazy situation. Right? Yeah. Right? Because now you've affected three lives. Yeah. Well, if it provides one kid, right? Yeah. yeah. The child, the mom, and dad. Yeah. You have nurtured, supported, raised a child as yours, and to find out that it's not like that is gut wrenching. Like I, you know, that's a tough conversation. Should to have. there be any legal ramifications for something like that? You know, as far as what, like getting the money back for the year? I, I, I don't, you, I don't know I what it could be, but it, I need my money back. <laughs> Do you think that there should be? Because you know, this goes to another situation, which is totally off topic, but. Um, you know, we have women who, you know, some women who have accused men of, you know, horrible things, right? And they go to jail for that. And just the, years later, like, you know mm -hmm. what? I, I lied. And, you know, just a slap on her wrist. Do you, 
you know, not to compare those two because obviously they're two different situations, but in that in a situation where a woman knew and you could prove that she knew that the child wasn't his, do you think she should serve some type of some type of ramifications? I don't know what it could be, but back pay. Uh, it it's you know, you could you could try and sue her mm. civilly, you know, you could try and sue her. But how but like if you try and do that, right? How do you quantify Receipts. However many years, <laughs> all them receipts, right? Receipts. Like as a, as a lady like, that you know. wrote a book and they made it into a movie. I can't remember the movie, but her accuser just got released out of prison, and all uh, she said was, and she, I'm, "I'm sorry." Yes, the lovely bones. And, what is it called? The lovely bones. Yes, yes. Boy, I, I want to get my sister to knock her lovely bones. Bruh, this man went to jail for years. Listen, okay, I, yeah, I think. Tough. I think it made that, millions. That was crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. That was insane because, like, you basically ruined that man's life mm -hmm. and you, blatantly like, and, and knew it, was, it. And it was just, I'm sorry. That, no, that's not like, and I, I'm sorry doesn't change that. You know what I mean? So, uh, but yeah, mandatory DNA testing. I, I, I agree. I think it should happen. Yeah. Just like you know, let's just cut it out. Let's just get to it. Because a lot of times people are fighting to be recognized on the birth certificate because they want to have time with their children. And not being on the birth certificate is a hurdle. Mm. That is an issue. And so if you do the mandatory DNA testing, you knock that out. That's it. It's do done. You, do you think the courts are preventing that because they have they get they get a percentage of the child support from the person rather than having a system where they couldn't get the money? Nah. You get what I'm saying? Nah, because a divorce and child and family law like is a very profitable business. Like, it's like oh, it's like in the billions, basically. Like you know what I mean? So it's it's yeah, it's an expensive process. Mm. You know, um, it's funny because uh, we had a case where mom was supposed to get well, this was a divorce. Uh, mom was supposed to get two copies of their key. It was like a it was a Benz. It was an older Benz, right? Mm -hmm. Mom was like. Oh, he didn't give me the second key. We got to go to court for it. Da, 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 da. And I was like, okay, let's break this down. Mm. You're going to pay me to draft this, go to court, argue this, and then inform. It's cheaper for you to just go and get and make another key. buy a key, right? right. Um, my, like, my philosophy is always just like, if we can avoid, <laughs> bless, bless. Thank you. My philosophy is if we could avoid the back and forth, like let's avoid it. True. Mm -hmm. And that, and especially when it like family matters with the kids. I, I like I've had clients where I'm like, listen, I get you want me to do this, but like it's money that could go to your kid. Mm -hmm. Like, you want to like, you know, this money could go to your kid. Mm. You must be making a lot of money to be turning down. Yeah, you ain't got to do this, man. Hey. Like, yeah. My man just got some more rules, man. Shout out to you, boy. That's more hours. Listen, um, before we get up out of here, um, is there any crazy story that you could share with us about maybe uh, one of the clients or maybe a, a case that your firm has dealt with when it comes to family court or divorce? Yeah, um, we actually just, uh, we won a uh, federal kidnapping case. Mm. Um, we won that a little while back. Um, basically, mom was a side chick. Mm. Mom was a side chick, had the kids. The dad was like, 
super possessive, like GPS tracking in her car with like a kill switch. So like no you could like shut the car down yeah. while she was in the road, like crazy. Mm. Um, mm -mm. And she fled to the US with the kids, mm. like crossed the border, all of that. And he was trying to get her back. Well, trying to get the kids back, kids back but it was really yeah. just to get her back because he just had like this control over her. Mm. And we represented mom and the kids, you know, to keep them here. Who's he, you Pablo Escobar? <laughs> Yo, yo, no problem. No apology. No issue. No problem. Bleep that out. Like, B roll. Knew his bike. Sorry. Yeah, and we represented mom to keep the kids here, and we won. And the kids were able to stay here, and you know he could come over here and visit and all that. But it was a real crazy situation, like. He sent her a photo with all the guns on the bed. Mm -mm. Pick one. Oh, nah. that's crazy. Like, I take back crazy, the comment. Crazy, <laughs> right? Like, that was that was an insane case. Yeah. Like, and when you're hearing like the mom tell you what she had to do for her kids and like crossing the border and all that, you're like, whoa. You know, it really makes you put put things in perspective, right? Mm -hmm. And you realize like. Uh, maybe things aren't so bad, right? right. Like, because mm -hmm. you're dealing with, like, a whole, like, escaping a country right. because mm -hmm. of an abusive man that, like, That's has crazy. put hands on you. Yeah, yeah. That, I would absolutely say, was one of the craziest cases, um, you know, and we won. So, you know, that, uh, right. we take that. So, and then uh, on a lesser scale, we had a, a crazy case where uh, one of the arguments was uh, mom's, the amount of breast milk that mom produces for the kid. So <laughs> mom, dad, when dad had the child, mm -hmm. he wanted to give the child formula. Mm -hmm. Mom was against it. But mom did not produce enough breast milk to <laughs> give to dad when he had to feed the child. So it was like this whole back and forth as to how much she produces and how, how like the time What the baby was going to do? Oh, you, oh, you mean like when he had when he custody. has the child? Oh, yeah. When he has a child, and yeah. so it was a whole back and forth as to the interval she had to drop off the milk and all of that. Yeah. And when I told my wife, I told her the story, and she was like, "You got to be joking! Like, there's no way <laughs> that this is happening right now in your case." Yeah. And every time I come home, I tell her like, "What's going on in this case?" She's like, "I don't know how you do it. Uh, I don't know how you do it." But I mean, yeah. those are some of the some of the issues that, that we see. Yeah, that, that is so, some pettiness. Like you are you are a couple ounces off this breast milk, like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you ain't giving the boost in the same legit. Amount, like, no, know. like and like legit. That was the argument, like legit in court. Like he that's what's going back and forth. Who won? Uh, it. I mean, I don't know if anyone really wins in that, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but they they were able to reach a, a resolution. A that, resolution. That was good. <laughs> Either way, you're gonna reach one, right? The kid's gonna get older, anyways. So, right. like, what are you gonna do? Re really, really quickly, you have to play multiple personalities. Sometimes you gotta be good guy, bad guy. Does that affect your mental? As uh, you know, when you have to maybe jump in the shoes as a uh, a more aggressive person to approach certain cases, or maybe a softer side. Does that affect your your regular day routine or your mental? Uh, no, my my regular day routine. No, I would say no because. You know, you're doing a job and, and you're trying to protect your client and you got to be your best self in order to do that. Mm -hmm. And doing that is a level of awareness. You got to be aware. 
and each client may require something different. Mm-hmm. And you got to be okay with that. And if you're not, that doesn't have to be your client. Gotcha. Like there's this like, you know, not every client is for you. Mm-hmm. You know, and like like you guys on, on this forum, like not every guest is for you. Like right. you guys might be like, ah, oh, you know, it's not a good look. And so for me, right. you know, there are cases where we got to get in the court and we got to throw the gloves off. All right, cool. That's mm-hmm. what we do. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. And there's other times where, you know, you're dealing with a client and you got to let them vent. Mm-hmm. You just know that this meeting is them venting. You got to be That's okay true. with that. Mm-hmm. Right. But the key is, is just not letting it affect you. Mm-hmm. Just separate. You got to be able to compartmentalize. And gotcha. that's what I've been able to do. But if you got to get busy in the courtroom, then that's what you got to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the other lawyer knows. It's nothing against them. Right. Mm-hmm. The lawyers, you know, we know, look, we, we, we're going to have to do this. We're going to go to war. Mm-hmm. Afterwards, we'll go grab a buddy. Like, because we don't know. They be cursing each other out in the room and, and all this. Like, but they all know each other. Yeah. <laughs> because it's a small world, right? Yeah. So, like, you know, we're not going to be enemies. Like, we're going to mm-hmm. go out in the courtroom, mm-hmm. bloodbath. Yeah. Afterwards, okay, let's go get something to eat. Because yeah. you have to represent your client the same way I do. Right. You're getting paid to do a job. Right. That's to advocate for them and represent their best interests. Right. And whatever form that takes, as long as it's ethical, you know, we got to do that. And so, we got to spar, then that's what we'll do. I got I got two questions before we get up out of here. Um, what made you want to become a lawyer? Um, so I got to put that on uh, my older sister. Um, mm-hmm. She's a VP, uh, Pat. She um, knew it from when I was young. Mm-hmm. So she had always, like, my mom is a nurse, and she had won, she, you know, she, you know, being, so being West Indian, right? It's Always. either doctor, doctor <laughs> lawyer, yeah. engineer, right? right like, right. so uh, Guyanese, my mom was like, oh, you know, you need to go to medical school. And I was like, no, yeah. no, no, no. All of that chemistry, that's not for me, right? Mm-hmm. And my sister saw it at a very young age. She was like, you know, you should really look into going to law. And uh, I knew from then I wanted to be a lawyer. And, and I love it mm-hmm. because I love it because of the vehicle it provides black and brown people and people that look like us. Because mm-hmm. I always just think about when my mom was going through stuff when we were growing up mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she didn't have no one. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. You know, and like you realize like a lot of people don't have a lawyer that they know that looks like them that they could call. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when I actually became a lawyer, it was like, we're here to help us. Mm-hmm. That, w- that doesn't mean obviously, you know, you'll help others, but like primarily the focus is like us because who else is going to represent our interests better than someone who knows it? Right. Our, our struggles are different. Definitely. No matter what way you cut it, like, it's different. Mm-hmm. And so that that was why I wanted to be a lawyer and, and why I continue being a lawyer, because our job is to help people who might not have known these options were available. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you got a lot of people who don't know yeah. that they could see their kids with some hearings and, you know, we drop what we need to. Yeah. And... You know, you got a lot of people in divorces like that don't know I'm entitled to this amount of money, right? Or this asset, or you know, he told me I couldn't get anything, yeah. or she told me she was gonna take me for everything I'm worth. No, nah, that's not how it works. And you know, you tell me, you're like, oh, okay, you know. And I like being the the you know the legal mind for my friends. You know, they hit me and they like, Mark, tell me what's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so my last question: Do you watch Suits? <laughs> 
Yeah, man. I, I watched it uh, when it was on originally. Yeah. And uh, they dropped on Netflix. And, yeah. like, it's going the crazy. whole surge is going crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Look, yeah, big yeah. bro over there, some cheese in the place. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I just finished season eight, man. No, nah, it's a good it's show. It's a good show, It's man. a good show. I'll say Suits yeah. is a, it's a good legal show. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, the, yeah. the only thing you always got to fight is, like, some of these legal shows make yeah. people think that, like, these things happen in, like, a day. Yeah, you know, like Mike and Harvey are like doing a merger and acquisition for some Fortune 500 company in a day, yeah. and uh, smoking gun in some folder, right? No, yeah. that's not, you know. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> as long as you, but that's a good program. That, yeah. That's one of the good ones. Okay, okay. Yo, again, man, we appreciate you for pulling up. Absolutely. You, remember, I was telling you earlier how important it was for just for us to find somebody that looked like us to have these conversations. That's definitely. Yeah, I'm glad I, I was able to find you again. Let your um, let the audience know where they can find you. And hopefully, you know, we don't ever end up in your offices. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I but mean, there might be people I, here. I, I, <laughs> I'm about to call you for some legal advice. We need you to set up the prenup. Set up the prenup. I, I feel a prenup. I feel one, but like, you know, let me know. Um, but uh, if you want to find me, uh, my number is uh, office number 866-994-2622. Uh, Instagram at the Bob Law Firm. Uh, personal at Mark W. Bobby SQ and um, do what it do. Hopefully you guys never need my service, <laughs> but if you guys have a friend that does, you know, always be closing, right? Yeah. So <laughs> be like, Mark, man, hey, I'm hey. here, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, you, thank you guys for having me. Or once you hear Mark in the side, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> That's how the call starts. <laughs> There's always like this long pause, like, Mark, hey, yeah, what's up, man? Hey. You there? <laughs> What'd you do now? Man, <laughs> man she tripping, man. Ah, okay. <laughs> I got you. Yo, man, we appreciate Thank y'all you. for tuning in. Uh, make sure y'all hit that like button, subscribe mm-hmm. if y'all haven't already subscribed. Comment y'all favorite parts in the, in down below. If y'all got any questions, yo, put them in the comments. We can forward them right to Mark and um get some answers for you. Um, join the membership. Yeah. Wait, okay, there we uh, go. Oh, that's insane. Join the membership, man. That's the best way to support us. Yeah. Um, also hit us with a super chat, man, on YouTube. They got the option to super chat us. Get the motherfucking things. merch. Cop the merch, man. Mm-hmm. DailyRapperCrew.co, cop the merch, man. All of these little things, I know we keep reiterating it, but it really helps us out a lot. It's important, man. And it helps us continue this show, man. So right. appreciate Facts. it. Facts.